Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to deliver some stories to you that are sure to make your skin crawl. Welcome back, and thank you so much for tuning in. I've got some pretty good stories lined up here tonight that deal with the the fear of being buried alive. But first, I want to invite you, as always, to visit my website, myhaunteddolls.com. Go to the shop, and you'll find all the books I've written out there for sale. You can get your autographed copy today. You'll find books like My Haunted Collection and My Haunted Collection, The Dark Side, where I share stories about the items in my collection, haunted dolls, paintings, and other various items, and the stories behind them. But fair warning, it might just make your teeth rattle. Also, there are some supernatural novels there and some nonfiction, Something for everyone, so be sure to check that out. Go to the links and you can visit my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls, where I post videos every other week, where I have evidence from the items I've collected, such as EVPs and spirit box sessions, and other interesting videos. So please do check those out and like and subscribe. Do that today. So now, this evening, I have some stories, as I said, that deal with being buried alive. There are a lot of people out there who, even today, have that fear of being buried where no one can hear you scream. Long ago, it was an even bigger fear before we had the technology to prevent that. And some of these stories come from that time. So let's get started. Buried Alive Imagine this. You're in an accident and you are knocked unconscious. But you look as if you are dead. Everybody thinks you're dead. So, with a lot of weeping and wailing, they bury you. Then, you wake up in a coffin, six feet underground. What would you do? What could you do? That thought is one of the most horrible that anyone can imagine. Don't worry about it now. It won't happen to you. Today, doctors can be absolutely sure that you are dead before you are buried. Machines can even keep people who are really dead alive and breathing. Besides, if you weren't really dead before, the undertaker embalmed you. You certainly would be dead when he was finished. (laughs) It wasn't always this way. 
At one time, corpses were not embalmed. They were just buried, and quickly too. Doctors could not always be absolutely sure if a patient was dead or just unconscious. Often there were no doctors around. There are a number of cases of persons who were thought to be dead coming back to life. So being buried alive was a small but real possibility. In the 19th century, there were a number of coffins designed with built-in signaling devices. If you woke up in the coffin, you could pull a rope that would ring a bell above ground. I personally have never heard of a case in which such a device was used successfully, but there were plenty of stories about being buried alive. And here are a few of them. There is the tale of the young woman who became very ill with typhoid fever. People were sure that she was going to die. They tried to contact members of her family, but her oldest brother was a long way off when he heard of his sister's grave illness. He rushed home as fast as he could. By the time he got home, he was told that his sister was already dead. In fact, the funeral had taken place that very afternoon, and he had just missed it. The grief-stricken brother hurried to the cemetery, where the gravediggers had just finished throwing the last shovelful of earth into the fresh grave. The brother begged the gravediggers to open the grave so that he could take one last look at his sister. The gravediggers refused. He kept on begging and pleading. He was such a pitiful sight that some of the local people came over and said that they would open the grave themselves so he could have his final look. The earth was soft, so the digging went very quickly. Within half an hour, the coffin was uncovered and opened. The mourning brother looked down at his sister for what he thought would be the last time. Then, one of the people who had been standing around said that he saw the corpse move. Others said they saw it move as well. People began whispering excitedly to one another, The corpse! It moved more violently. And then, she actually sat up, and finally, stepped out of her coffin. The young woman had not been dead at all. People fearing the spread of deadly typhoid fever had buried her too quickly. The young woman recovered and, according to the story, she lived on for many years after her alleged death and raised a large family.
A more ghostly tale is about a man named Samuel Jocelyn of North Carolina. He was not quite as lucky as the young woman either. Jocelyn was thrown from his horse, struck his head on a rock, and was pronounced dead by a local doctor. Since he was supposed to be dead, Jocelyn was appropriately and quickly buried. A couple of nights after the funeral, Jocelyn's old friend Alexander Hostler was troubled with a bad dream. He dreamed that his friend Jocelyn appeared before him. How could you let me be buried when I was not dead? said the shade of Jocelyn. But you were dead, answered Hostler. No, I wasn't, replied the ghost. Open my coffin. You will see that I am not lying the way that I was buried. Hostler tried to ignore the dream, but he had the same dream again the next night, and the next, and the next. It was driving him crazy. He was afraid to go to sleep. Finally, he couldn't stand it any more, and he persuaded a friend to go with him to the graveyard at night. The two men dug up Jocelyn's grave and opened the coffin lid. Jocelyn had been buried just like everyone else face up, but now the corpse was lying face down. Somehow the body had turned over in its grave. An even more ghostly story of being buried alive goes this way. One evening, a storekeeper in a small southern town had a very strange customer. She was a thin, pale young woman dressed all in gray. She did not speak, but just pointed at a bottle of milk. The storekeeper gave her the milk, and she took it and walked away quickly without paying or even saying thank you. There was something about the way she looked that made the storekeeper feel very uncomfortable, even scared. He was afraid to ask her for money. The following evening, the same woman, the same young woman, walked into the store. Again, she pointed at a bottle of milk. And again, the storekeeper gave it to her without asking her to pay. By this time, the storekeeper knew that something was very strange, perhaps very terrible, that was happening. The next evening, he made sure 
that he had a couple of his friends in the store as witnesses. The woman in gray appeared as she had on the two previous nights. Just as before, she pointed to a bottle of milk. And just as before, the storekeeper gave it to her. But this time, when she left, the storekeeper and his friends followed her. Outside, she walked very quickly down the main street, with the men following close behind, but silently so as not to be detected. The woman in gray never looked back. She did not even seem to notice them. She turned down a side street and then on to another. Even before she reached her destination, the men knew where she was headed. The woman in gray was quickly leading them to the graveyard. She entered the graveyard, and the men following her were all badly frightened by now, but somehow they could not stop. The woman in gray paused in front of a particular grave, and then she just disappeared, just vanished into the air. The grave that she had stopped in front of was a newly dug one. The men got shovels and began to dig. When they uncovered the coffin and opened it, they found that it contained two corpses. That of a young mother and her infant. Both had died of fever a few days before. They were poor strangers and so had been buried in a common grave without any ceremony. The corpse of the young mother was clothed in a gray dress and was the image of the very woman who had come to the store. But she was undoubtedly dead. As the men stared in shock and disbelief, into the open coffin they saw something move it was the child weak and ill but still alive as they reached in to take the child from the coffin the men saw that the coffin also contained three empty milk bottles And now we have a story called The Missing Corpse. Fear of being buried alive also plays a part in this odd and eerie little tale. It is said to have taken place during the early years of the last century. It's about an ex-army man named Winterton. After years of drinking and fast living... 
Winterton wound up living in a little room in a cheap part of Damascus, Syria. He made a small living as a tourist guide. Winterton's best friend was an Arab shopkeeper named Hassan. The two men shared a serious interest in psychic phenomena and life after death. They had both heard stories in which the spirit of a person at the point of death, or recently dead, had appeared to a friend many miles away. The two men made a pact. Whoever died first was to try and contact the other. It looked as if Winterton was to be the first. A severe cholera epidemic swept through Damascus, and Winterton fell victim to the disease. He was taken to the hospital, but there was little hope for him. Most victims of the disease died rather quickly. Hassan did not try to visit his friend, for no visitors were allowed in the hospital during an epidemic. Besides, there was always the possibility of catching the disease himself. In a few days, Hassan heard that Winterton had died. He was saddened by the news of his friend's death, and he thought of the pact that they had made. For that reason, he was not too surprised to see Winterton appear in his room at about seven o'clock that very night. Winterton looked much the same as he always had. I'm so sorry that you are dead, my friend, said Hassan. When I heard the terrible news, I could hardly believe it. I'm not dead said the form of Winterton calmly. That's why I have come to you. They only think I am dead. I'm sure I will recover, but they are going to bury me. You must stop them. Hassan knew what the conditions in the hospital were during an epidemic. The few doctors and nurses were badly overworked, and they did not have time to treat each patient carefully. Most died no matter what they did. Under such conditions, it was quite possible for a still living but unconscious person to be thought dead. After all, mistakes happen. The form of Winterton described how he had been pronounced dead Then he had been loaded onto a cart and taken to the mortuary. Can you imagine what it is like to have to lie among all those bodies? He said. I must get out of that place. If I don't, they will bury me alive. As Winterton talked, his form began to fade. Soon, It had disappeared entirely. Hassan did not know what to think. The experience had shaken him badly. He began to worry. Perhaps the form of Winterton had been telling the truth.
perhaps he really was not dead. Hassan knew he had to do something, but what? Early the next morning, Hassan went to the hospital. The doctor there could not remember Winterton. All he knew was that several people had died the previous day and had been taken to the mortuary. There they were to remain overnight. It was dangerous to keep the corpses of cholera victims around for long, so they would be buried that very day. Hassan rushed to the mortuary. The mortuary keeper was an old man and he was alone. Hassan described his friend, and the old man said he remembered such a body. Hassan knew there was a risk of infection in entering the mortuary, but he had to see his friend's body. He had to know if Winterton was really dead. And the ghost he saw was perhaps an hallucination. The old mortuary keeper did not want to let him in. Even a bribe was refused. The old man told Hassan that walking among all those cholera victims was very dangerous. Hassan agreed that it was, but he was willing to take the risk. The mortuary keeper raised more objections, but Hassan brushed them aside. It is not against the law, he said. All I want to do is see the body. It has not been taken for burial yet, has it? The mortuary keeper looked even more uncomfortable. Finally, he said, To tell the truth, I'm not sure. What do you mean you are not sure? It's your job to know these things. Well, the body has disappeared. I saw it brought in yesterday and put on a table. Then I stepped out for a little drink. I know it is against the rules, but this is a hard job. I locked the door, of course. When I came back, the body was gone. There was nothing of value on the body, so who would steal it? About what time did this happen? asked Hassan. I went out about seven o'clock. Hassan recalled that that was the time that Winterton's form had appeared to him. Hassan was angry now. Do you mean to tell me a corpse just got up and walked out? He shouted. Oh, no, said the mortuary keeper. I told you the door was locked. But there is the ventilator. When I left, it was closed. But when I came back, it was open. Hassan looked at the ventilator. Winterton had always been a very thin man. It was possible, just possible, that he could have squeezed through that narrow opening. Please don't tell anyone, pleaded the old man. If it is learned that I left the mortuary unattended, I'll lose my job. Where will I ever find another job at my age? 
Hassan was deep in his own thoughts. If he had come when the form of Winterton had appeared to him, he might have been able to save his old friend. Now there was no way of telling what would happen. If Winterton had escaped from the mortuary, he would still be in the advanced stages of cholera. Wandering the streets alone, he could not survive for long, so he was probably dead already. Hassan assured the old man that he would tell no one. It is not your fault, he said. If anyone is to blame, it's me. I should have come sooner. Sadly, Hassan went back to his shop. Winterton's corpse was never found, nor did his spirit again appear to Hassan. And even now, no one knows exactly what happened. hope you enjoyed those stories about being buried alive and corpses moving or disappearing. Those certainly gave me the heebie-jeebies. So maybe you want to tell your friends and family if you're ever declared dead to just make sure that you really are. (laughs) But like I said early in the show, these days with modern technology and especially with embalming, it's most likely not going to happen. But still, it makes for a very scary story. And now it is the end of our episode. And I thank you again for tuning in. It's been a pleasure sending chills up your spine. So, as you go and enjoy your evening, make sure those doors and windows are locked and there are no walking corpses about outside your house. Make sure to set the alarm if you have one and tuck in really tight. But by all means, pleasant dreams and have a happy haunting.